0: All right, guys, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say I'm back because I'm still kind of on sabbatical, I'm not going to lie. Um, one of the things that I think we have decided just for a Hard date on when I am going to be back in action full-time content on the regular is uh, August 1st, I think is what we have decided. Um, Originally, it was going to be in June, then it was going to be in July, but I'm going to Kenya in July, which, let's be honest, that's cool. Um, And then also, I think I'm going to take the first um, 10 days or so off at the beginning of July. Um, because I'm going to Kenya, I want to make sure that I spend a lot of time with Kayla and Conrad. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's just the quick update. You know, we were we were trying to figure things out on what we want to do, this, that, and the other. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a really fun time to reflect. Um, I mean, I'm coming up on almost a, basically taking a year off so that I can observe. And I think that we get so caught up on the trying to get somewhere so quickly. We I don't know if any of you out there understand what the horizon syndrome is, but it's very clearly put into if then scenarios. So if this happens, then I will be happy. If I make a million dollars, then I'll be happy. If I get the love of my life, then I'll be happy. If I get to go on a trip, then I'll be happy. And, you know, that's kind of how America and, you know, most capitalist societies, and, and again, I'm very much a capitalist. I like making, you know, cool things and I like being an entrepreneur and an innovator. So I'm not talking crap about it. I'm just saying it per- kind of perpetuates the idea of if then. And it goes back to that saying of uh, if you have somebody or if, if someone enjoys walking, they're going to walk further than someone who's just trying to get to a destination. And you know setting proper expectations is i think important and it's it's where a lot of people get um it's where a lot of people get kind of frustrated with life because they the the expectation that they have is basically the blueprint and they say oh i expect this to happen this is why in you know my life coaching with private clients one of the biggest things that i have to do is i have to kill what i call the silver bullet because they think every single experience with you is going to be this, you know, life-changing event. Well, I would love for that to be true. It's just not feasible or realistic. So if that's your expectation, you're going to miss some really crucial, important moments. And it kind of goes back to the saying, if you look back on your life, you're going to realize that the little things were really the big things. And one of the things that I kind of want to talk about today is just this idea of projection so basically someone else is projecting their ideology on you or their expecta- expectations on you or you are doing the same to them or you're doing the same to yourself but based on what what is called comparative reality. Um, sorry, that was a little bit of a tongue twister there for a second. But comparative reality is, you know, it goes back to Tony Shea, He started Zappos and he said, you know, just because someone else is doing something great doesn't mean that that's necessarily your path. And he brings up an idea of if his uncle is making a bunch of money in the oil industry, that doesn't mean that he is number one capable of that, and number two even wants to spend his life in the oil industry. Because at the end of the day, money is just a tool. Money is a little bit like a—it's uh, like a dopamine hit. You know, it's—it's it's the pursuit. The pursuit of more. Um, scientists recently, I, 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 I love this idea, they, they call dopamine the more molecule because you just want more. You want, you want the feeling of winning, the feeling of progress. You want all of these things. And so when you get into comparative reality and you don't know their circumstances, their resources, their experience, you tend to start falling shy of your expectations of you, your expectations of the way "quote unquote" it should go, and we've got to be really careful about doing that. And it's it's kind of what started this whole sabbatical for me, if if you uh, if you want to call it that. You know, obviously, I went through a lot of stuff. You know, throwing a a conference and and moving. Um, my colleges, and you know the we're building an app that's believe it or not, it's it's actually already out on Google and um and the i uh, the iOS the iStore the App Store, um anyway the Apple version of it. And so if you want to go up there and you want to look up the final percent, um I'd appreciate you to you know go on there subscribe. It's thirty three dollars a month, and we're going to be dropping a ton of content. Um, it has every event that uh, we have you know, remembered to or had the resources along with us to record. Um, it has some courses. It has the full summit on there. So um, if you're interested in that, uh, I'd love for you to go on there. We're going to be dropping a lot of really cool content um, day in and day out. Um, but again, it's not going to be fully live until August. But it's something we've been working on. Um, so anyway, I say that because I've been kind of starting these these side projects, you know, whether it's music, whether it's working with the uh, the humble team, doing these uh, retreats, uh, and and just meeting new people, and uh, all the while serving my private clients and exploring. And and that's the thing that I think people we are looking, we are so results driven that we forget to explore. And so therefore we want to have this end in mind. We want to have this formulaic approach to life, but we are forgetting about innovation. We are forgetting about what I call the Bob Ross moments, the happy accidents of life because of projection. Other people think that, oh, well, I have to, uh, or or other people make us think that we have to be a certain thing by a certain time. And so we're missing out on a lot of great, great things that are able to happen in our life. And it's, it's this idea of how, how people do anything is kind of why they are where and who they are. And I love what Tony Robbins says. He says, how is the tyranny of the mind And I want you to just think about that for a second. If you go back in your life and you go, okay, 10 years ago, am I who I wanted to be 10 years ago? So 10 years ago, are you now who you wanted to be? Did it all come to plan? Did it all happen how, how you thought it was going to? And, you know, I've actually never met one person who said, 10 years ago, Greg, I laid this plan and everything is exactly how I thought it was going to go. Everything, everything went to plan. And we spend so much of our time planning and so much of our time focused on the how, so much of our time getting, you know, worried, which one of the things that I love saying is worry is the highest form of focus Worry is the highest form of focus because you are emotionally charged, you're in a high emotional state, you're in a peak state, and you are so focused on the negative. How in the world do you think it is not going to happen? You are literally, worrying is praying for those things to happen. But the thing is, is this formulaic response, I was I was talking to another uh, person in the coaching space. And they they had talked to a client that you know we share. And he was saying, hey, just so you know, um, I wanted th- these people to say this was the best session ever. And I want it to be like that every time. And I was like, well, that's n- literally not realistic. And I'm not saying my coaching is bad, but I am saying it is different than this formulaic style of coaching that people tend to promote that people like a strategy and a, and tactics that literally work for everyone now that may work for certain kinds of business there are certain best practices that are absolutely true you know how do you get an 800 credit score for instance there is a formula for that but you know, how to be fulfilled in life, how to have joy, how to have happiness, how to figure out what is going on in you, why you do certain things, why you don't do certain things, why you make certain things mean so much. You know, there's a lot of unpacking that goes on into that. And I just thought it was interesting because as I was talking to this coach, they were projecting saying, Hey, basically I need you to, to behave more like me. And again, there's nothing, I'm not, you know, talking crap or anything. It was just a very interesting situation for me to be in because I had to this point only done one session and there was a lot of unpacking that needed to happen. And there was a lot of understanding, Uh, what I call the first session being a calibration session. And so the reason why I decided to talk about this is because this projection that happens from clients, from coaches, from fellow coaches, from colleagues, from friends, from parents, is, you know, throwing us into this expectation thing where the expectation is the reason why we are not getting the result. Why? Because if, for instance, the whole time, let's just say that you are in another solar system and you are a human race and the whole time you have focused on this planet called jupiter we all know what jupiter is and you're you're coming from another solar system and you're like we're going to land on jupiter we're going to live in jupiter well because we live in this solar system we know that jupiter does not sustain human life and so there's a lot of times where people are sitting here going, I want to go to Jupiter, I want to go to Jupiter, I want to go to Jupiter, I want to go to Jupiter. And then your coach or your mom, your dad, your friend, your business partner is going, Hey, uh, there's this place called Earth, and it's much easier to live on. You don't have to live in a spacesuit the whole time. You don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. But they are so focused on. This is what I set out to do. This is where I I set out to go. They miss paradise because they are so focused on just achieving what they set out to do at the very beginning. And so they miss the amazing. They miss the, again, what I call Bob Ross moments, the happy accidents of life. So if you go back 10 years, are you married to who you planned on marrying? The answer is probably no. Because you didn't know him then. And, may, and, and maybe you did. If, if you've been married 10 years, go back 20 years. But you, you get my drift. You didn't plan for that specific person to be in your life. It, when in fact, if God had answered your prayers, you probably would be much more unhappy. Why? Because you wouldn't have the person right next to you. Does your kid's face look the way that you had planned? Probably not. And that's the the thing that we have to recognize is this idea of exploration, this idea of innovation. If you want to do things that other people have always done, you're always going to be, you know, middle middle management in the world of entrepreneurship. You're always going to be wanting. You're always going to be chasing. You're always going to want the next kill. And I've been really diving into the psychology of dopamine and H1, or sorry, H and N uh, receptors. Um, and the idea of what is this pursuit of more? Why? Why does it happen? And it, it in prehistoric times, it, it actually came about because if we were walking by say a plant and that plant had berries and we finally said okay you know what i'm going to try these berries and we try the berry it gives us maybe a little bit of energy has some sugar it tastes really good you've never maybe you've never had that kind of taste before and so what happens is the next time that you're walking by that bush it's a little bit like an alert system so that your brain is going to go, oh, those are good. Ooh, I want some. I'm going to go get some right now. So it's kind of like a, a radar system. But humans have abused it for far too long to where now we manipulate ourselves in comparative reality, in projection, in advertisements, in the feeling of enough. So we tend to, you know, chase more, and more, 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 mainly because we don't actually feel like we're ever enough and if we let that creep into ourselves we are going to be we are going to be never the the people who can even live in the present and i want people to be able to take a breath the idea of stopping and smelling the roses and again the reason i talked i talk about this is this projection thing is cuz you know as this coach was projecting on me i realized that you know maybe the clients were projecting on him and me at the same time and then i was going okay well, when was I projecting? And so it's something that we have to be cognizant of because it's a little bit like how we are doing this micro-influence behavior so that we can get the desired outcome, the outcome that we want, the outcome that if we think is going to happen and then it exceeds our expectations, we're going to get that dopamine hit. And... If we can start raising our awareness of, are we actually expecting certain things? Are we actually uh, building a life, living in the present, exploring, innovating? Are we actually doing that or are we chasing another high? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are a little bit like drug addicts or W- entrepreneurs, I should probably say, because entrepreneurs, they don't have a choice in the matter. They have to go innovate. But they have a very specific problem that they want to solve. They have a, a wrong that they want to right, and they have things that they want to accomplish. But there's a lot of people out there who are literally just doing it for money. They're literally just, and there's nothing wrong with that, to be very clear. But don't call yourself an entrepreneur. Call yourself a business person. And, and, and I really do think there's a big difference. No, I did not look this up in the, the Webster's Dictionary. I just think that entrepreneurs are people who innovate, who basically build something that, that was not there before. They build something, a system, a process. They solve a problem. They believe when no one else can believe. And I think that if we can, and I know I'm rambling, but I haven't been here for a while, so give me a little bit of grace. Um, it's just been, it's been interesting watching because instead of me pushing TFP's agenda and and quite frankly projecting it onto the world, um, I've been able to watch other people, watch their businesses, watch their businesses grow in some cases, fail in others uh, shift and pivot adjust in in other cases. Um and I've just really taken a ton of time for reflection and just watching you know people project their ideas whether it's how to be an entrepreneur like I'm projecting upon you right now saying hey I I think innovation and exploration is Im- important and I don't think you're a real entrepreneur unless you know how to explore unless you know how to have an open mind unless you know how to have an open heart. And I really think that true entrepreneurs know how to start really giving back. And I think that's one of the big things that I've been able to really notice when people take that next step into their entrepreneurial um, vibe, if you will, their entrepreneurial level, if you will, is when they start giving back. And uh, it's it's really interesting to watch people go from that scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset to where they finally understand that they can generate and make anything in the world that they want and they can achieve anything that they want. And so therefore, if someone says, hey. We need $100,000 for this cause, and it really does resonate with you, and you really do want to help. Don't do it from a spectacle standpoint. You know, I have a friend of mine who extraordinarily wealthy, and um, there was one time we were at a fundraiser, and he gave away... I, to be honest with you, I can't even remember the number because it's so unfathomable, unfathomable. Maybe maybe that's how you say it. I don't know. You get what I'm I'm trying to say. But it, it was such a big number. We'll go with that. It was such a big number for me at the time. It, it, he gave away 10 million dollars. I think it was 10 million dollars. It might have been even more. Um but he it was under the um strict rules that it had to be anonymous. And I was like, "Wow. That that is cuz I've seen a lot of my friends give, you know, 10 to $100,000, but they very much wanted their, it was more of a sponsorship than anything because they really wanted their name attached to it. Um, And I was just like, wow, that is incredible when you get to the point to where you want to help so much that it is purely 100% for the help and 0% for the recognition. Now, maybe there's a tax benefit, you know, everyone has their own story, but. I just thought it was great because living in the world of seminars and stuff, I'm I'm noticing more and more that when people give, it's much more about the recognition that goes along with that. And so it's it's an interesting time to be alive. We have a lot of posturing, a lot of projecting, a lot of people who are trying to figure themselves out, quite frankly. And that's why I've taken so much time to really figure myself out. I mean, I've I've done I've played all of these games that I'm watching people play. Um, I've also I've also really been scared to play games that some some of these people play. And and being able to watch from the sidelines and and look at how other people run conferences and speak at other conferences and watch other. Uh, businesses and different things like that, it has been extraordinarily um, insightful. And I think that that's what you want to strive for is push for experiences that give you insight on your next chess move. Because at the end of the day, we do want to be in a state of action, but we, we, we need to be confident enough in our next action to where we know how to take it, we know how to stretch a little bit without breaking, but we need to be able to be in a state of action without having to have it all figured out, which I, th- I hope through reflection, if you just look at your own life, you can really recognize you never have it figured out. You know, Bill Gates doesn't have it figured out. Elon Musk doesn't have it figured out. I certainly don't have it figured out. You don't have it figured out. And that's why, you know, if you're just new to personal growth, listen to me when I say this. The first book that I always start everyone on is The Innovation Secrets of Steve Jobs. And I love one of the lines in there is he says, The dots only connect looking backwards. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You're, you you might get the next dot. You might get maybe your next couple dots. But it just doesn't work that way. You have to live your life. We were meant to explore. And, and the other thing is we were meant to have fun. We were meant to, to explore, have fun. We were meant to laugh. And, and certainly generate as many resources as you can to live the life that you want to live. So uh, I love what Jim Rohn says and and you know I'll end with this is is he says, you know, how much how how tall does a, a tree grow? And and the answer is as tall as it possibly can. How smart is a dolphin? Well the answer is as smart as it can possibly be. Humans are the only life form on planet Earth that actively stunt their growth because we are not as smart as we should be. We're not as smart as we possibly can be because we actively are trying to stunt our growth. But moving into resources, how much money should you make? You know what? As much as you possibly can to live the life you want to live. No no comparative reality. If you make $60,000 a year and it gives you a life with your family where you can go uh, on vacation and you want for nothing and your bills are paid then that, that, that is completely fine. You're going to actually, with those rules in place, you're going to live better than a lot of millionaires that I know because they also live beyond their means. I love uh, what, what Brad Lee says. He says, you know, uh, he, he's, what did he say? He said, I'm learning that no matter how much money you have, most people are just a different level of broke. And so everyone is robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's just sometimes the robbery gets bigger, and I thought that that was so interesting and but so and and so there there you go if if you want if if a million dollars gets it done for you, then go make a million bucks, make a million dollars a month, make a million dollars a a day, make a million dollars an hour. I don't care, but just figure out the life that you want to live because. If you don't understand what are you trying to do, like what does security actually mean? Is it one paid off house? Is it one paid off house and a vacation house, the Airbnb? Is it uh, 10 cars in the bank or in the bank, in the garage? How much money's in the bank? How much, how much, how much debt are you servicing, you know? If you don't know what that actually looks like, and I I love what Tony Robbins does in this, is is in one of his seminars, there's a guy, I want to be a billionaire, I want to be a billionaire, I want to be a billionaire, and he goes, okay, cool, and so he literally gets this guy to give everything, private jet, all of these things, down to like, you know, a T on what this life would be, and it turns out this guy needs to make roughly $14 million. Well, that's a lot different than a billion dollars. $14 million. And most people, when they want these formulaic approaches to life, they don't actually know where they're going and they don't even know what they want. They're just running on a hamster wheel. And I'm here to tell you that no matter how fast you run on that hamster wheel, you're never going to get off until you realize and you raise your awareness that you're on a hamster wheel. So my question is, what are you trying to do? What are you allowing to be projected upon you? What do you project upon other people? And what do you want out of this life? What do you want to accomplish? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And then what do you want to have? But it starts with becoming someone of value before you can do something of value and then you can have things and stuff of value. But anytime someone is challenging your beliefs, don't dismiss it. Ask yourself as they're talking, as they're projecting, as they're telling you certain things, what are you trying to do? Are you attacking my way of doing things? Are you warning me? Are you helping me? Are you actually giving me insight? What's going on here? And so as people project, interject and say, excuse me, what are you trying to do here? Because we are projecting so much on so many people, and if you learn that phrase it's my favorite coaching question what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do here And the funny thing is a lot of people don't know. I talked with clients the very recently, and they they said i don't I don't even know how to, how do, how do I use a life coach? How do I use someone like you that's interesting. We should explore that. Cause that's the thing: is everyone wants the results. They're not. They 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 get weird about exploration. They get weird about living life. They get, they get weird about needing to calibrate and adjust. It's kind of like your portfolio. You know, asset allocation, resource allocation. You're always adjusting it. You're always adjusting your time. Don't be scared to adjust. Don't be scared to explore. Because that's really the name of the game. Exploration equals experience. And so many people are just trying to work so that they get, you know, something that they don't actually know. So that they think they can explore an experience later in life. It's not how it works. Start right now. What are you going to explore today? When is the last time you did something for the first time? It's interesting, right? So anyway, these are just thoughts of uh thoughts of a Greg. You know, I know I'm uh rambling and just kind of thinking and I'm 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 exploring right now. You know, August August 1st, I'm going to I'm going to get back in my my ship and and uh and start on a more purposeful destination, but you know what? Sometimes sometimes if I need to take the scenic route, I'm going to do that. If I get uh, distracted by fun or laughter or excitement, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to let some formula dictate when and why and how I live my life. I want to be around great people who do great things. I want to live life. I want to laugh big. I want to love. I want to experience my family. I want to explore with my family. I want to take as many trips to Disneyland as I possibly can with my family. I want to experience, I want to explore, and I want to live an exponential life. So anyway, guys, um, we're hoping I'm gonna get another podcast in today so that you get another one next Monday. It is Memorial Day, and uh I'm just sitting here being contemplative and having fun. I've had three days in a row just literally hanging out with Kayla and Conrad and enjoying them and quite frankly I feel like I'm the richest man alive and it has nothing to do with money so with that being said go the final percent today I appreciate you guys and I will see you next Monday